Hello out there. We're on the air. It's, it's Rink Moose Talk tonight. The beers are cold. The mics light up. And, and the, the boys, boys get set to fight. The gloves come off. Opinions get thrown. And someone slips on ice. One man howls. The other scowls. But the show must go on. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. With hockey flows. And Marshawn's nose. And Pierre Maguire's life. Not John's a leap. Ovechkin's teeth. And Hoffman's crazy wife. When Carey slumps. And Benjamin stumps. Durant's not LaFontaine. Jokes aside, it's podcast time. And Rink Moose is the name. Welcome back to the Rink Moose podcast. Once again, unfortunately joined by my colleague, Nicholas Costu, and we are going to jump into the right wing preview. So hold on to your helmets and buckle up. This one's going to be a bumpy ride. Right wing position. Here we go. Number one, Nikita Kucherov. Mm. To no surprise, I think, this was a nope. player who was one of the best players in Yahoo Fantasy last year. Um, caught a lot of people by surprise because we knew he was a talented player. You know, for so long, he had kind of been a subsidiary in Tampa. He was, you know, kind of on the Palat, Johnson, and Kutrov line. They, they called mm. it the Palat, Johnson, and Kutrov line because all those yep. players were good. And now it's just called the Kutrov line. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and hell, he's not even playing with them. He's been elevated up to Stamkos' line. So th- this guy is, is taking the biggest jump of those three players. He's clearly a talent. We saw that with the contract he got from Yajamin this past summer. Um, he is a name in the NHL now. He is a star that you should get used to hearing. This is a guy who's going to put up the shot totals, who's going to put up 40 to 50 goals, who's an, an elite playmaker, who's going to be on the, you know, he's always going to hog time on that power play. Um, he, there's just not much more to say about Kucherov. Number two, Patty Kane, elite playmaker, albeit on a shitty team now in Chicago, and we delved into that in our uh, in our central preview. But he's still Patty Kane. He still consistently puts up point per game numbers. He's still an elite playmaker. Um, you know, put put him with Taves, and and, and that'll only help. Um, yeah, a, a threat on the power play. Um, just just a nifty player who, while I'm not a fan of just quietly, consistently puts up points. And if you look Mm -hmm. at the highest point total in the NHL uh, in the past three years, this guy owns that title. Because with the McDavid injury in his rookie season, Patty Kane has put up the most points of any player in the NHL the last three years, Mm. which is uh, nothing to scoff at. Uh, Number three, a player I'm very fond of, David Pasternak. And I was not in that same camp, uh, you know, not too long ago. But after watching that series with the Leafs, where he just exploded and totally, totally stuck a dagger through their hearts, as the as the great Jack Edwards would say, of Nesson. <laughs> oh uh, my God! It, this this guy is is really something. He's going to get exposure to the top line. There's been some rumors of him getting demoted to the crazy line to kind of spread out the wealth on offense. Come on! But I'm not buying. I'm not buying it with this coaching staff with Bruce Cassidy. He knows how well that first line plays. You don't. You don't. You don't fiddle with 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 what's you know, with, with what's worked so well for you in the past, uh, he won't touch that unit. Pasternak's going to stay on the uh, on the top power play unit. He's going to stay on the top line. He's going to be a force on that power play, ripping the puck. Um, this is a guy who could put up 40 goals, no problem. High shot totals. 
has uh, guys like Marshawn and Bergeron to pass the puck around with. Uh, no concerns with taking Pasternak early in a draft. Number four and five, I'm actually going to put these two in a duo because we spoke no about way. in our central division uh, in a central division preview. I got Tarasenko at four and Wheeler at five. And we mm. had this debate, and I, and I like both these players, easily players who, who can get around the 85-point range. I only like Tarasenko more because the shot volumes are there. Um, the more, you know, he's got that exposure on the power play where he's always on that, you know, top of the top of a circle, ripping that puck, 300 shots a year, no problem. Wheeler, obviously, different kind of player, kind of passes the puck more. We saw that with only the 26 goals last year compared to Tarasenko, who may score something like 40. Um, so I, I'm a fan um, of both players, but like I told you in the Central episode, I got to give it to Tarasenko on this one. He slots in at four, Wheeler slots in at five, and uh, that's that's my top five. Very nice. Uh, I'm actually pretty surprised because I have a player at number two who's not even in your top five. Yeah, and I know who that is, but I've been down. <laughs> I've been I've been down on the player my whole uh, wow uh, my whole life, and uh, and you're gonna hear about that shortly. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'll, I'll get it going. We have a uh, Nikita Kucherov at number one. Uh, needs no explanation. He's an all-around beast. He will likely push a hundred points again. The roster has not changed. He's still got that skill around him. Uh, and, and he can carry his own line uh, regardless. So, yeah, not much to be said on Kucherov. My number two, which is the point of contention, is uh, Patrick Laine. Uh My Rocket Richard favorite for this year. Wow. Uh, he can put up 50 goals. He has that capability. He's going he's gonna to challenge Ovi. He, he's going to become the new Ovi this year. Wow. Goals. I'm calling it. Um, now, look, how's, how's that going to happen? He's going to shoot more. I know people have been in his ear telling him, listen, you got to shoot more. He had a, uh, 240 last year around that, um, and that gave him uh, 44 goals. So add in about 30, 40 more shots, and uh, it's looking like a really, really good player. And um, he's got this crazy elusive shot because he, he sort of sneaks in with it, and uh, the release is so lightning quick. It's almost like you don't really know what's going on. Uh, another thing for off-season notes, he's lost like 12 pounds in an effort to get faster. So uh, he says he's never felt better in terms of skating as well. So, um, man, I'm just so fired up for this guy. And uh, he's also got that opportunity to maybe shoot up to the top line. I think they're going to experiment with that. Um, so just the sky's the limit for this guy in terms of scoring. I, I, if, if we see those, uh, those higher shot totals, which I think we will, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, so number three, David Pasternak. Uh, he showed signs of an entirely new level in the playoffs last year. Exactly like you said, this guy scared the living wits out of me when I was watching those games. He uh, he plays on the best line in hockey. He's young and he shoots. So uh, again, this is another guy, young guy. There's nowhere to go but up for him. And he's already shown so much. So big hopes for him. Uh, number four, Patrick Kane. Uh, he's playing on a team that's a little bit down, but he remains one of the most skilled guys in the league. I don't know if anyone can really challenge that uh, statement. Uh, just his hands, his vision. He's actually a guy that uh, you may not immediately think of him as a shooter, but he has decent shot totals as well. Uh, you can't go wrong with him. He's a very, very safe pick to hit about 80 points on the at the very least this year. Uh, he's not going to be playing with terrible line mates either. So... Um, 
while it looks bad for the team, it's not all bad for Patrick Kane. Um, number five, I have Vlad Tarasenko. Uh, he had a down year last year, but uh, he's ranked high on my list due to the premium on scoring that he can provide. Like you said, he can. Uh, I could easily see him putting up 40 goals and uh, just a shot-taking beast as well. There's a exciting, uh, fresh new roster, and um, he's going to be a, a major beneficiary from some of these moves and for some of the guys that are coming in healthy as well. I think if you get a full, healthy season out of Schwartz, that's huge. Uh, Fabry's coming back to add to the depth. I just think this this guy can uh, he can put up easily 80 plus points and 40 plus goals, which is fantastic, and 300 plus shots too, which uh, which doesn't hurt. So. Tarasenko rounds out my number five. Alrighty, well, I guess I'm going to start with addressing this whole line A thing. Please. And, and hey, hey, nothing taken away from the kid, because he is only 20 years old. Mm. To have 44 goals at the age 20 is just historically good. That, that's just amazing. But what I will say is I just have a hard time putting a guy at number two on a list past guys like Kane and Wheeler and Tarasenko and Kessel when... You've only played two years in the NHL, and your point total has been 70 points. Okay, You had 64 and then 70. I don't care if you got 44 goals. Yes, you got 44 goals, and that's very hard to come by, and goals are at a premium. But the reality is there's guys who are putting up 85 to 90. You know, Even a guy like Kane, who could, he could maybe even put up 100. Uh, you, you can, I would not put a guy like Line A ahead of those guys. There's, there's just more of a track record with those guys I just mentioned. I, I'm afraid of drafting a player so high like Line A who hasn't really had that 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 many reps in the NHL. So just the two seasons, just the peak of 70 points scares me a little. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I got those other guys ahead of him. And most importantly, he shaved the beard. Oh Nick, you got to stop with that's this all, hair thing. That's all. That's all that needs to be said. Mm, Number that's seven. Sad. Number seven. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to say one one quick thing. One quick thing on on the the line A thing. His sure. ice time last year, as we know, he got he played 82, 81, 82, 81 games, had seventy points, forty four goals. His ice time was sixteen thirty. Nick, sixteen thirty. Patrick Kane's ice time was twenty minutes thirteen seconds, and uh, and he put up seventy five. This is why I just see there's so much room for, for Line A to improve if he gets that little extra ice time. But he's not. He's not. Oh, he'll get he'll get at he's least a li- another He's a 30. liability on defense. We've seen no, the analysis. No, no. We've seen the clips. I don't care. I don't care. When you're a liability on defense, Paul Maurice is going to see that, and he's going to limit the kid to 17 minutes a night, and, that, and that's that's going to be the new that's going to be the norm for Line A. So just because he scored on his own net once doesn't uh-huh. mean he's a liability. Come on, that, that, that clip is always going to be that is a deep, bad example inside people's minds. Um, moving on, mm. Philip Kessel. Um. <laughs> I heard he had. I heard, what? What's so funny? I've never heard someone call him Philip. That's all. Okay. <laughs> I'm just having fun here. Oh. Anyways, that's seven, right? That's seven. Okay. Um, this is a. This is still an elite player. I think people forget about that. Mm. This is a guy who loves to rip the puck. Mm. Can easily score forty goals. Has exposure to this top power play unit in Pittsburgh. Um, yes, he's a whiny baby on the bench. We've seen the clips. 
we've seen the awkward interviews with Mir Maguire. But, 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 the, but the reality is, and yes, his conditioning is bad. Pierre, Pierre was right. His conditioning is bad. But the reality is, this is still a guy who consistently stays healthy. He doesn't get injured. I, I don't think I've ever seen Phil leave the ice injured. It's like he always shows up mm-hmm. to work. It's, it's nuts. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love the fact he's not going to get injured. I love the fact he's consistently going to put up high point totals, uh, regardless where he slots in in the lineup, whether that be line one, line two, or line three. Um, and I, I think we've seen enough from him year in and year out to just to peg him in as an, as an elite player. Plus, I read a report today about him having, you know, one of the best off seasons he's ever had in terms of just, uh, you know, getting ready for this coming year. So like Crosby, I think he's going to come out angry. He wasn't happy with how the season ended and, uh, you should not be afraid to jump on the Phil bandwagon for this coming year. Nice. Number eight. Jakub Voracek. Um, again, he's taken a bit of a dip in my rankings. A lot of people could argue he should be maybe fifth on this list. But the reality is he's kind of fallen in that same curse uh, in, in, in being in that Philly camp. You know, lots of question marks. How do they divvy the power play time? How do they divvy who plays with Giroux? How do you decide if you're playing on the Couturier line or the Patrick line? You know, maybe he plays with Nolan Patrick full full time and you know i don't know much about nolan patrick nolan patrick's still kind of a wild card in my mind so that scares me a little so uh you know not to mention he's always been more of a playmaker than a goal scorer so you know obviously he's taken a hit in that respect by not getting those premium goals so for me voracek he slots in at number eight number nine another guy who may fall into that same camp and a lot of the same respects is mitchell marner you know, a, 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 a guy who's reluctant to shoot the puck. He's more of a playmaker, just like Borchek. Um, and, and, you know, he may light up, you know, he might help Johnny T light up the lamp. He might, maybe they'll flip it around and he'll, he'll help Matthews light the lamp. But, but, but the reality is this is still a guy who doesn't really shoot the puck much. He's more of a playmaker, albeit a fantastic playmaker. We've all seen the clips. Um, power play time. How they divvy that up is still a question mark, like we mentioned earlier with Matthews and Tavares. Um, we also saw him play portions of the last year on the fourth line. You know, maybe maybe Babcock is is kind of a douchebag, and then he throws him back on the third and the fourth occasionally. I wouldn't be surprised. It's an 82-game season. It's a long grind, and and maybe he does get some reps on the third or fourth line when his you know defensive play hasn't exactly been there. So for those very reasons, he still hasn't eclipsed 70 points in a season. I know he's young. I know it's only been two years, but again, just like Line, the track record's not quite there compared to guys like Kessel and Borchek. And uh, yeah, that that that's ultimately why I got him at nine. And uh, number ten. Um, a guy who kind of jumped onto the scene last year. Uh, that's, uh, what is it, Miko Rantanen? That's his first name, Miko? Yep. Yeah, Miko Rantanen. Um, you know, a guy who I simply have here because of just the the deadly nature of that top line in Colorado. The reality is they're arguably the best in the NHL. And if you've got exposure to McKinnon each and every night, even strength and power play, you're deserving of being on this list. Um, he kind of sprang onto the scene, had over 70 points, um, you know, I, I think the ceiling, uh, you know, could be high again for this player and, and not to mention, he's still super young. That was, that was his second year in the season. Am I right, Kyle? Uh, yes. If, yeah. if he, if he played a third earlier then it was like three, three games. Yeah. So yeah. Full so, season. Yeah. You know, I, 
you know, you're, you, I could easily see him hover around the 75-point range. Yes, he isn't going to get all the shots, but that's because he's playing with McKinnon. But he's going to get a bunch of power play points, should hover, you know, just under 30, maybe can even get to 30. And, uh, yeah, I have no problem putting him at a 10 when uh, when he's getting that exposure. So uh, I'm happy to have Ronton in at 10, and uh, that just about wraps up my uh, my list here. Oh, well, good work, Nick. I, I liked it, yeah. It was uh, we've got some differences, which is great. It's good, fantastic. Good, good, good. Um, so my number six, I got Blake Wheeler. So he's just out of the top five there, and he, yeah, he's tied to Tarasenko right behind him. Um, not really much to say there. Um, he's more of a playmaker, like you said. I will point out he's an absolute beast on the power play. Uh, maybe due to regress a little bit, but he's just such a great possession guy. He's got that big body and that long reach. It's like, it's really fun to watch because it's like that no one can really take the puck off him. So that's why uh, I think it lends to him being a great p- playmaker. He's got uh, got the vision to go along with the whole the whole body package. So Blake Wheeler is a great, uh, great player there. Uh, number seven, Philip Kessel. There's no player in the league that uh, that is more synonymous with with a hot dog than Kessel. He's a, <laughs> he's a really just a character guy, and I don't know if you saw that little clip of uh, that one in, the reporter asking him about his summer, and he's like, "Oh, same old shit," you know. <laughs> it's like right, right, right. Phil Kessel, he, he's he's just lethal, and he's one of those guys who's lethal on the power play as well. He uh, he had over 40 power play points, and that's where he got a lot of his uh, his point work done. Actually, last year was on that uh, top unit. Uh, he finds his way bouncing around the lineup sometimes. Uh, he you can see him on the second line, the third line sometimes, um, which is another thing he he does rely on that power play. So that worries me a little bit. Um, but he's found his place in Pittsburgh, and he's consistently put up points there ever since that first year there. Um, and that won't change. He's uh, he's going to be fantastic this year. He's always healthy, like you said. So I have no problem with Kessel there at seven. Um, number eight, Mitchie Marner. Um, he finds himself flanking uh, amongst the best centers in the league, uh, with amongst the best centers in the league. And uh, that idea just... Uh, it's just so exciting to me, and I don't want uh, someone else to reap the benefits. Uh, he doesn't score all that much, but uh, his point totals will will I think they're they're going to skyrocket this year. So another one of those assist heavy guys with uh, just really really high potential. Uh, and his shot totals aren't awful awful like I may have thought. They're just a shade under two hundred. So if he if he can hit around two hundred, I'll I'll be very satisfied uh, with those numbers from a guy like Marner. So hopefully he can do that this year. Also, just a beast on the power play as well. Just like uh, you know, Wheeler, Kessel, Marner, these guys are really good power play guys. Uh, surprisingly, uh, and then number nine, this is one that you don't have, uh, and, I, and I'm kind of surprised. It's uh, it's Joe Pavelski at number nine. Wow. Uh, he's my Marcheseau pick. He does everything really solid. Uh, he had 66 points last year, which was low for him. He's he's getting a little older, but uh, the add of Carlson kind of. It kind of invigorates the entire lineup from top to bottom. Even on like a just a team morale level, they all know that. Listen, boys, we're in this this year, and Pavelski's their guy up front. So uh, I think he's going to rebound from poor season, and he's going to give you things like decent shot totals around 250 and and good hits. 
I just, uh, like I said, he's my Marsha so pick. He's he's going to get everything done, and uh, he's, a, he's a very reliable guy. So there's Joe Pavelski. Uh, Jake Voracek at number 10. Uh, another guy who's just a beast on the power play. Actually, his his play style reminds me a lot of Blake Wheeler. They've got the big body. They've got the long reach. Really, really good vision. Um, he's on a great team. I'd like to see him shoot more. Um, the only thing that worries me about Voracek is I love Nolan Patrick, but he is a little bit of a question mark. He's not that proven proven guy in that spot yet. But, uh, I mean, Voracek on the power play is going gonna, is gonna to be his safety net. So it, you shouldn't have a problem taking him, uh, anywhere in your, in your draft around the, the 10th right wing position. So yeah, that's my, uh, six to 10. Yeah. Very, very nice. I, I think for the most part, the names stand out pretty similar to mine. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, you know, there's a flip flop in the positioning, but for the most part, I give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, all righty. Uh, let's go to sleep, uh, sleepers here. My first sleeper. To nobody surprise, especially yours, Kyle. Another LA King, oh, Tyler Demoy. Fuck. This is Come on. this is a, this is a guy who is super sleeper in my mind because mm. he's he's not going that high in drafts. Um, I'm just I'm just uh, pulling up his position right now, and uh, boy oh boy, he's going about the you know fifteenth round. Mm. This is a guy who's 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 shown that. You know, he, he, he can thrive in the past. High shot total guy. He could easily put up 250 shots. You know mm-hmm. he can. Um, almost came close to getting 60 points in the 2015-2016 season. Um, can certainly make his presence known now that he has Carter back on his, on his second line. Um, I'm a big fan of the player. I think, uh, you know, he'll be rejuvenated this year. He'll be angry. He'll, he'll, he'll be back. And again, I'm not arguing this is an amazing player. It's a tough sell. I get it. But when you look at where he's going in drafts and you look at the players around him, David Backus, Alex Tuck, Josh Bailey, I could see his potential being higher than those players. Mm. And, uh, and so I, I, I like the player. I like where he is in their unit playing with Carter on the power play. He may not get those first unit you know, looks, but he'll certainly be on the second unit. And uh, yeah, a guy who, you know, may very well get close to 60 maybe he will get 60 and who just naturally covers shots each and every year so i like to fully there as one of my sleepers mm-hmm. and then number two and three these guys all i'll actually go together i'll go yanni gord and i'll go jt miller of the tampa bay lightning and the reason i go with them is because uh you know they they aren't the top dogs there we all know who is and that's kutrov but the reality is these guys they're going to get exposure to those top line guys especially jt miller Who's going right now around the 160th pick in a draft, you know, about the 15th round, which I think is great value for a guy who almost was a point per game guy when he was traded from New York to Tampa uh, at the trade deadline of last year. So I think if he consistently stays on that unit, he can, you know, really make a home there and uh, and, and and be a guy who can put up 60 potentially, and uh, you know, 60 points for a guy who's going in the 15th, 16th round. Couldn't ask for anything more than that. So mm-hmm. I think I think you got to like JT Miller. And then Yanni Gord, he's going a little higher, surprisingly. He's going about the 120th pick, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is higher than where uh, where Miller's going, which is which is weird given Yord right, uh, Gord right now is slotted in in the in the in the third line unit, and, and JT Miller's on the first line unit. But regardless, I like the player. He 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 surprised a lot of people. Uh, by almost getting to 60 points last year, or did he get to 60? I you know I he, he was borderline. 
but uh, you know he can most most certainly get into that you know sixty point range this uh, this year, given you know he we we've all heard about how good he was in junior and how he was one of their highly uh, you know touted prospects. So uh, you know I I think this is a guy who can most certainly uh, make a name for himself, and uh, you know again being exposed to all those talented players can uh, can really uh, you know can really shine. So. Uh, I like the player, and uh, I, I, I think just like uh, just like Miller, you got to keep an eye on him in your draft. Excellent, excellent, very good points. I will start with uh, my friend Sam Reinhardt of the Buffalo Sabers, uh, someone we touched on in the uh, in the previews, I believe. Uh, so he showed really clear signs of a breakout last year, uh, even actually when he was off the Eichel line, which is uh, a little bit surprising to me at first, like. It's easy to think that, oh, when, when he's on the Ica line, he's great. But uh, interesting stat, when in the third and fourth quarter of the of the year, so the second half, he put up just a shade under a point per game. And his most common line mates were Scott Wilson, Ryan O'Reilly. And uh, yeah, Scott Wilson and Ryan O'Reilly were his most common line mates in the second half. Uh, so this player, he's he was a highly touted guy back in 2014. And I think he's ready to take that next step. Uh, he's going behind guys like Corey Perry, Andre Svechnikov, Kevin Fiala, TJ Oshie. This is a, a player I'd much rather have over any of those guys simply because of that uh, that excellent second half he showed, uh, especially with all the hype around Buffalo. He's going to be exposed to middle stat most likely and, and could see time on that uh, top power play too. So uh, just really excited for Sam Reinhart. Uh, my next guy... And I know uh, it's easy to, after everything that's gone on, to just forget about every single Ottawa Senators player in the world. But there's one out there that doesn't really deserve it. Uh, Mark Stone, this is a guy you have to, again, scroll super far down to find in your draft list. He's coming off a career year on a very bad team, even last year. Uh, There's not much left in Ottawa, but somebody has to score. He was over a point per game last year, and we'll get... uh, every single opportunity he can top minutes top power play top everything uh and there's a potential he could be traded if he is traded it's only a plus but i see this guy as a as a minimum 60 point guy for sure um on uh, on a team uh, everyone's gonna want to stay away from so the plus minus yeah don't get your hopes up but uh if you're in like a 12 man draft and you're picking with your last pick and he's still there I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let him uh, stay off my draft board. So, there's Mark Stone, uh, another guy uh, who's getting a little bit of uh, getting forgotten because of a uh, an off season that didn't go very well. Is Jordan Eberle? He's very very low in uh, average draft position. He put up 59 points last year on the Barzell line, and he was for the most part not on the top power play. So when you can put up 59 points not on the top power play. And knowing that he'll get that A, boost in ice time with top line minutes uh, and B, time on that top power play and the fact that it's a contract year. I mean, Tavares is gone, yes, but there's a lot of things going right for Eberly, So that's why I have him at uh, as my third sleeper there with that extra ice time, extra power play and continued time with Barzell. All right, yeah, very, very respectable list there. Some some good points. I uh, mm-hmm. can't, can't disagree too much. Mm. Um, all righty. Busts. 
bust. Number one, Corey Perry. Yes. A guy, a duster of a hockey player. Yes. A guy who he had some bright spots last year. I owned him in fantasy. He, you know, he he had some he had some good spots. But the reality is, I, I look at you know how this draft's looking, where these guys are going, and this guy is way out of his range. Um, just looking it up right here, Corey Perry. He's going pretty high. He's going up there with a uh, you know, Dadanov, Konechny, mm. um, Jason Zucker. I mean, I I just I don't. He's just so old. He doesn't mm. give you the shots. Um, he, 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 you know, he's, he's got this weird thing going on with Carlisle where he's getting demoted to the fourth line every so often. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just a weird situation last year in Anaheim and, and, and I wasn't really much of a fan of it. And, uh, you know, it, it's just inconsistencies, injuries. It's just so many little variables that are hovering around his head that just don't make him a, a very attractive player in fantasy. Um, so it's just too many question marks. We obviously talked about the state of the team. We don't know where they're going this year. I'm, I'm hesitant to draft Anaheim players. So uh, Corey Perry, definitely someone to uh, to watch out for. I, I, I would stay away from him. Um, number two, TJ Oshie. Um, I got TJ Oshie here because again he's he's going he's going pretty high in drafts, about the you know 11th, 12th round, and and I think a lot of that is because people are seeing how he did in the playoffs last year. They saw he was, you know, almost a point-per-game player. Um, a lot of people got excited by that. But the, the reality is this is a guy who may not even be on that top power play. You know, the, the way it's going with Wilson and Backstrom and Kuznetsov and Ovechkin and Carlson, I mean, you know, may not even be on that spot. Um, a guy who only was in the 40-point range last year, which is not very good over the course of a whole season. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm not buying into the playoff excitement. And uh, he shouldn't be drafted in a place where guys like Yanni Gord are getting picked and Cam Atkinson and, and Riley Smith and Hoffman. I mean, he has no business being that in that area. So uh, I'd stay away from Oshie. Um, you know, not really a, a full-time NHL, like a, you know, like a, over the course of 82 games, a player I can really invest in. Um, and the final guy I have here is Josh Bailey. Um, I, I think... You know, this was a guy who very much uh, benefited from the whole uh, uh, Tavares situation last year. He was kind of his best buddy, you know, and because of that, rightly so, he, he got up to about 71 points, um, you know. But, like, at the end of the day, he doesn't take many shots, 151 shots. That's not something that's, you know, going to get higher, especially, uh, you know, without Tavares there. Um, he got a recent contract. He really cashed in. He got about $5 million for the next seven years, which is you know, great for him, but again, maybe he'll get more stagnant. Maybe he'll get a little complacent because of that contract. Um, you know, they, you're talking about young kids there, like Bavillier, who can make him very, you know, disposable mm-hmm. um, on that team. So I don't like the player. You know, you look at his years before, had 56 points, had 32 points, 41 points. This was a guy who just came out of nowhere last year, and, and I can't see that being sustained with the whole uh, Tavares factor. So, I'd stay away from a Josh Bailey. Uh, I haven't really looked where he's going in drafts, but I have a feeling lots of people who maybe you know don't know too much, they're gonna you know they're gonna see the point totals from last year. They they may expect a, a replication, and uh, boy oh boy, do I think they'll be disappointed. So uh, please stay away from Joshua Bailey. Mm-hmm. 
Very well said. Now, I actually only have two busts here. Why? I don't know. Just because. Like, I didn't want to go three, and that's, uh, that's fine. But I'll, I'll start it off with uh, with Radulov of the Dallas Stars. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. I like Radulov. I like what he can do in Dallas. Uh, but he put up a career year, at least unless he played before 2007, which I don't think he did. But he put up a career year with 72 points in 82 games. And it's uh, all in all a very respectable year. He got every opportunity he could... Uh, he could be given and um but i do think he's going just a little bit high because i look at the guys he's going ahead of he's going ahead of ricard raquel he's going ahead of brock besser miko rantanen these are all guys i'd rather have over uh, a radulov who's just put up his best season of his of his career which is only 72 points so i don't know i just uh I just uh, I I don't want to roll my dice that early in the draft on a, on a guy like Radulov. Um especially I know I'm saying this a lot but if that first line does get broken up then it's it's very bad news. Uh second one this is this is kind of hilarious that this guy's even showing up on draft boards is uh Tom Wilson. Now don't don't get me wrong he's not going really high but he's going too high. For, for who he is. I think people make way too much on him being placed on that top line and they're expecting some sort of production. They see the contract and they're like, oh, oh, he's going to be playing with the Ovechkin line. He's still not a productive player. If you want hits, sure, you grab him, but do not take him ahead of guys like Gallagher and Mark Stone and Jordan Eberle. This is where he's going ahead of guys like that. If you tell me that this is a better player in fantasy than Brendan Gallagher then I have something to say about you and your common sense. So, yeah, Tom Wilson shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be on your real, on your radar unless you're in like a bangers league, which I don't know. Like I don't know what to say about that. So those are my two busts. Two busts. Yes, two out of two. Okay. Okay. Um, so like I was looking at it pretty hard, and I I was I was having a hard time really picking out because. Everyone else is ranked pretty well, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, can't can't disagree with that. Kind kind of tough to find. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, but yeah. you're respectable nonetheless. I'm glad we had some uh, some differences there for sure. Okay, so as per usual, Nick, fantastic job on the episode. Some fantastic insight and analysis on these right wingers here of the NHL. Uh, this is Rink Moose. We're gonna be signing off and joining you next time on the defense top 10. Have a good one.